This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The cold gripping commodity markets may make for a long winter. Winter finally showed up here last weekend, although ag markets have been blowing a cold draft on my spine for a while now. The corn market has been responding to negative news, while the soybean market has not responded to good news. Either way, prices sag. January is often a bellwether month, where thereafter, whichever direction, January highs or lows are broken. That tends to be the trend for the year, as was the case in corn in 2023, with the exception of the summer weather rally. This year, there were almost 800 million more bushels of corn that USDA says the market will not need, which will be added to the carryover. Farmers own the surplus, and the end users are plenty happy to let farmers choke on the cost of carry. They're letting farmers hold the devaluing asset. Many farmers are still well-heeled for the past few years of high profitability and felt rich enough to test the bear market. When you fight the market, the market almost always wins. I expect the time is approaching, however, when they have equipment and farm payments to make, as well as paying for crop inputs for the next season. This is going to force some cash flow sales. The market has primed the pump so that any modest rally now would open some bend doors. The market is eroded, but the spot basis still has not here in northwest Iowa, 15 cents over Chicago at the local ethanol plant. When farmers do open the bend doors, the basis is likely to go south, too. The March contract appears well on the way to test and cover the 450 December contract low. That is how they do it in bear markets. Weak expirations create downside targets as the carry bleeds out. As in 2023, there's likely something that will sometime happen that finds funds overextended in the short side that generates a sharp short covering rally. When everyone is waiting for that, however, as they will be, it will be quickly engaged with selling interest. Last year it took until summer. Unless we can get something real fundamentally going sooner, seasonal strength will again be anemic as it was last year. That something has potential to be a short Brazilian crop. The early drought in north-central Brazil caused soybean planting there to be delayed significantly. The deluges in southern Brazil did not do crops there any good either. The earlier the soybean crop goes in, the more season is left for the Safrina second corn crop. That usually means more acres and higher yields. Delayed soybean planting means a delayed soybean harvest. Everything connects so that then the second crop corn will go in late, often so late that some do not plant it. A much improved Argentine growing season is expected to result in a net gain in an overall year-to-year comparison of South American soybean production, but only balanced Brazilian corn production losses for flat overall South American corn production. The worse that the Brazilian soybean crop is, the better for the market. However, the soybean market could do well to be reminded that we are seeing a back-to-back reduction in the annual U.S. carryover. A 245 million bushel projected carryover is historically tight, and demand from our domestic crush is growing. That is why the soybean market is still trading where it is. As long as USDA doesn't undermine tight domestic soybean stocks in Friday's reports, there will be a bid under the soybean market. If USDA again confirms tight U.S. soybean stocks, the reminder should provide support. Soybean meal is now back down to levels where it found support in 2023. I think that soybean oil is getting cheap again as stocks shrink, poised to test 2023 lows as well. 
Demand concerns overall have weighed on energy markets, and the biofuel component has not been able to trend independently. Charts are negative until there aren't. Weak product markets trim crush margins. Global oil traders have done a pretty good job of managing global supply, given disrupted logistics. So far, the disruption of the war in the Mideast has been as much of a selling opportunity as anything. The emergence of the United States as a major oil producer and exporter is having a strong impact on the market. Biden likes cheap oil, so a slow-walking repurchasing oil to replace that taken from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Buyers have come to the United States as the alternative supplier drawing down U.S. stocks. There are many global oil producers who are too hard up to adhere to OPEC sales restrictions. The Saudis, who were trying to prop up oil prices, succumbed to the reality announcing a price cut. The coalition naval flotilla intended to safeguard the Red Sea commercial shipping is not securing the confidence of shippers to use that route. All this contributes to one thing, which is to increase shipping costs, which generates price inflation. Buyers pay more to get less. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.